a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he's got the headgear off him. This is Footy Talk, Journos edition, Adam Peacock, we're back. Danny Wadler's here as well. Danny, what have we got cooking? Dissecting the roosters and the dragons. Oh, cooking dragon and rooster. <laughs> Dave Riccio? A big story uh, is breaking in relation to a very, very influential and highly respected Queensland state of origin front rower. Big story about a big Queenslander. Here we go. Welcome to Footy Talk. I'm Adam Peacock. We are going to start on uh, one big subject this week. This is the Junos podcast of Footy Talk. Um, we've only got one Juno in here at the <laughs> moment because I'm not one. Michael Chalmers on, is mate. cook. And we're waiting on our, our our third wheel here, Danny Widler from Nine News and the Herald, uh, Sun Herald as well, who hopefully might turn up. It's Dave Riccio, but I think he's Got stuck in traffic Mate, or something. Are you trying to get rid of all of us? <laughs> yes, exactly. Is it, you, you want your own podcast, aren't you? Basically, yeah. I just want to sit here and talk about myself to myself. Adam says. Yeah. Adam talk. <laughs> I practice it half hour each night. <laughs> at home How does that go? Bedroom while the missus is watching her television shows. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> Had my best episode last night. Anyway, um, Danny, obviously we, we start with a laugh, but there's a pretty serious mm, subject mm. going around. And this is the Journos podcast. And we're not going to dance around it, but we're not going to delve into the the minutiae of the actual detail of of what happened uh, early in the week with Paul Kent. Obviously, he's face court. He's pleaded not guilty. That's been adjourned uh, on domestic violence charges until later this year, December 11. They're back in court. It will fully be heard. We're not going to go into the detail. We can't. We can't. Like, there are a lot of people out there who want us to dissect yeah. that, but that's something we can't do. Mm. I've been a bit surprised at the way that the general public and people have reacted to the reporting on this matter. So I'll take you back to Nine News broke the story about what happened or what's alleged to have happened. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, uh, I started to get a bit of mail that there could be some some issues for Paul Kent in, in court coming up. And our newsroom had the same information. Uh, in fact, they they were aware of it before I was. And uh, but I started to get some calls during the day about what what we might be facing as a as a newsroom to try and bring to our viewers. Uh, and late in the day, it was confirmed. Lizzie Pearl did a live cross uh, from our newsroom to report on the matter. And after that, um, I look it was a day off for me. I was still making some phone calls though, uh, and I tweet retweeted what we'd run on the news. And said that I was making inquiries with uh, News Corp, uh, who were the who are his employers. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, I was hammered on Twitter, saying, uh, "Why aren't we out the front of the home of Paul Kent?" This is from punters. Uh, why aren't we doing more? Why isn't this everywhere? Why they wanted some sort of massive reaction to a story that we'd just broken. And the heart of it is the double standards. Perceived double standards. Yeah, because the, if that yeah. was a player, would that the happen? anger? Yeah, the anger about oh, okay, that it wasn't getting the coverage that a player would get. Now this story had just broken. Uh, people were into me on social media in a big way, demanding more, uh, wanting me to be out the front, out the front of Paul Kent's house. Hmm. Well, I think for, every rugby league journal was copying it. Across yeah, the weekend. I, I was only seeing what I was copying. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And first of all, I haven't really, I don't think I've been out in the front of a, uh, a rugby league player's house for any story for a very, very long time. And that's not really my job to, to be outside their house and mm. harass them. And they wanted me to harass their family. I mean, it's just some of the stuff was outrageous. The players, um, some of them have taken to social media to uh, express their dismay at the lack of coverage or the imbalance in coverage and, and have a go at the media. And I understand some of that. I, I do get some of that. Look, I think it was, um, look, our news service ran stuff. Our, the paper, the Herald ran a story, the Sun Herald the next day, uh, and they've run stories since. News Corp, and I know it's difficult for you, as far as I'm aware, they ignored it or they didn't, they didn't run the story until uh, today, Thursday. Yeah, so they reported on, I think, online on the, the court on, appearance. On the court. Appearance, um, and they then ran a story today. So the players are not happy about that. that and you know what? A player would get bigger coverage. Hmm. There is no question that a player would get bigger coverage. Is and, that fair? <sighs> I, I know why News Corp didn't cover it because it's one of their own people. Hmm. Simple well, as that. I don't know. I'm not in their offices to make those decisions. I would liken it along, and listeners out there might just blow up, but it, it's just an imp- an employer and an employee, and that relationship there is superseding what other people should ha- think happen with that relationship. I go to a, a rugby league club, for instance. If a rugby league player is in trouble, mm-hmm. or you know, before the courts, or you know, run foul of the law, or anything like that, yeah. does that club on their news section of their website have anything about that subject? They may have a press release. Maybe a press release, but nothing in the news section or nothing. I I understand because news, they probably get a lot of uh, traffic for stories about bad behaviour from players, and I understand why the players are angry. I get it. We look at the the front, the the main two stories, I think it was yesterday in both news and at the Herald. Mm -hmm. I'm talking Sydney here, so sorry if you're listening elsewhere in Australia. The two main stories were about bikey gangs, yeah, about people in trouble with the law. Yep. So, that which is, I, don't, I don't read those stories. I don't know if anyone does, but I don't read them. Sure, um, but yeah, I do get the players' anger. I do think they think there's a double standard. I get it, hmm. um, but I also I can imagine in the corridors of News Corp, them seeing this issue and going, well, how do we handle this? And this is obviously how they decided to handle it. Hmm. Is it satisfactory? Well. From the players out there in the in the world who uh, of rugby league, where Paul Kent has made some enemies, they probably don't think it's satisfactory. He is now. I can only presume. I don't know what's going to happen, but he's uh, been supported by his employer in the sense that they they are saying that he's innocent until proven guilty, mm-hmm. which is everyone's absolute right. I mean, you look at the Jack uh, the Dragons with Jack DeBell and they, if I'm not mistaken, they paid him all the way through that process. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we can liken those cases. No, not yeah, like liking no. the cases, no, but, but yeah, the, the, the reaction support. from the employer. Yeah, the support was there for yeah. for players and players who have been stood down by clubs, they often, I think they get paid. So, and they, you know, and eventually once the court process is over, that's when the decision is made, I guess, about futures. You've been on the beat this week for, for stories mm. in rugby league, other stories. What, when you go to a club or whatever, some of the players have, has it? Anger. Is it, a, yeah. it is a talking point? Yeah. I was yeah. going to ask if are people talking I'm not going to name the player, but one player wanted um, uh, 
apparently asked some journos, why don't we get asked about that story? So I think there are players out there with genuine anger about it or anger at the, at, at the media. Does that show a disconnect between media and playing group? Yeah. I get yeah. a feeling it's yeah. like I, I can only speak from my behalf for the last two years when I've been writing for, for Code Sports that I've only been told of one player who I requested for a one-on-one that said, no, he doesn't want to do it because of what happened in the past about a story that was written about. It was Jason Tamalolo at mm. North Queensland. It, it wasn't anything to do with falling foul of the law. He just didn't like the way apparently. And he just said, no, don't do one-on-one. Oh, fair enough. All good. Mm. But apart from that, everyone's really accessible, happy for a chat. They get it that a journo is there to ask questions. They get it that their words are going to end up deciphered by strangers. Mm. But they do it because they know it's part of the gig. Yeah, Adam, not, not all of them want to – I think it's an, each individual journo, each in, individual case. Like mm. someone like – you know, me, I can offend some people here and there. Uh, some players won't like me. Here and there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I get it, but I know. You've, you've ended Chamis. Oh. <laughs> you haven't seen him for two weeks. But I, I just, I know, I know, everyone knows their role and you you can't be too precious if a, if a player doesn't want to speak to you or a coach mm. doesn't want to speak to you. You've just got to roll with it. But I, but the, the, there is a, there is some somewhat of a, uh, a misunderstanding from players as to maybe why um, News Corp didn't report things. Um, they, they can't quite get their heads around it. Are all the players, do you get the feeling that- I don't know if all players are that invested in it. Or they don't really care. Oh, no, I think a lot of people care about this. Okay. I think a lot of people care, a lot of players care about this because they've seen a strong opinions that impact them. Mm. And clubs, there are clubs who care about it too. What will be, will be, and the courts will decide. We're going to end on that line about this particular subject. Because Good way it's to end that. A matter for the courts. We're off to a short break, and hopefully, our uh, third wheel is going to be here because otherwise, it's just me and Danny. It's going to be a long half hour. Welcome back to Footy Talk Journos Edition. We have got our third wheel, Danny. Dave Thank Riccio. Goodness. From the Daily hey, and Sunday this, Telegraph. This is like a normal thing, is it? I hear. Yeah, the, yeah. It's it's actually good to be late. Dan, I was breaking news. What'd you have? You were. You uh, were literally in the car park I was in the car. typing out a yarn about. Um, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting one. Josh Papali mm. has announced his retirement immediately from the Queensland wow. State of Origin team and uh, from selection. Did you get some good Canberra mail, mate? I don't know who you've got well, down there, but I uh, Dan, it wasn't mate, from Canberra. I don't. Well, is just, Ricky Batty, hey, you broke the Whiten from, story too. That, true. Yeah. So well, you know, that is Ricky hey? Ricky over here. Ricky Ricky Ricky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. Look. So that that's just dropped. That's big. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. What do you think? It's. What have you been picked? Look, the thing is, right, so he was the starting prop in last year's, all three games in last year's series. We know it was a successful series for the Maroons. But, you know, to your point, uh, Tino, big Tino, Fasua Malaawi, uh, Christian Welsh, uh, Tommy Gilbert, Lindsay Collins, Joey Arrow, Jeez, Pat Carrigan. Big Red. Big Red. Corey Horsburgh. Big yes, Red. Yes. <laughs> there is depth galore. For Queensland, however, you do not know what's going to unfold mm. in this Origin series, and and I say that seriously in the space that we're at with the sin binning, mm. the head knocks. Mm. We haven't had an eleven day mandatory stand down at Origin level previously, so we could see the impact of even this weekend mm. an Origin contender yeah, going being down. ruled out due to a HIA. So with, you don't reckon Josh got 
Maybe the heads oh, look, up so, and they said, listen, we might not be picking yeah, you. So there was definitely a phone call had early this week with right. Billy. And how do I know what was said? I don't know. Could there have been an element of that potentially, Dan? Mm. Like the, probably. Like it's it, – when we when you rattle off the young gun pack that Queensland have at their disposal, it would be fair to let the legend that Josh Papali yeah. is retire on his own terms. And I say that me, uh, meaningfully because he's had 23 origin appearances for, a lot, isn't it? for Queensland. That That's more than Matt Scott. More than wow. Shane Webke, more than Cooper Cronk. Eight years of playing every game, basically. Like that's that's yeah. a significant achievement. Uh, New South Wales would be happy about it, though, not seeing his well, name on the team because he's, he's good. I but reckon they'd take him. With this weekend, you two, with origin selections, so are you burning the, the phones? Are you just ringing everyone to try and get some mail? Or does mail fall in your lap occasionally about, about selections? Because it is a fun old time this weekend. So you have to ring. You have to make calls. I, mm-hmm. think, I think it's... Um, you know, and there's not many people to call because it's only from our perspective. It's you know, it's the Freddies and the and the Brandies, and you know, they're the ones who make the decisions. Mm, yeah, and they're pretty uh, reluctant to to help. I find. Um, mm. I don't know how you find no, it. True. It yeah. is an interesting. They keep it tight lip, big mm, time. Yeah, because mm. all everyone involved at the top level of Origin, Cam Smith, Jonathan Thurston's involved in the Queensland thing, Billy Slater, Greg Alexander, Brad Fittler, all have. High, high-profile media roles. Yes, yeah, and they're commenting on everything. Yeah, and then you ask them one question about that, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, look at that. This, this, that's a funny yeah. They're not, cloud, they're not keen to it's, give much away. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? That's a good point uh, you make about the commentary. Like you wonder at what point they're just playing with the the fans in mm. the messaging, and and you know, oh yeah, this guy's a good chance, and this guy's a good chance. But in their mind, they've already picked the team, and I, and I firmly believe that. I reckon Brad's already got his team. And Billy's already got his team, and now it's just about injury and suspension getting through the weekend. What's do, you reckon, do you reckon Fox makes it? Uh, I think he needs to have an absolute blinder. Battling surely, isn't mm. he? Like it's it's one game back from injury, mm. and then straight into an Origin series. I think he would have to have a huge game. I think Stephen Crichton from Penrith would be the the uh, obvious mm. other selection if they don't go down the Fox path. Mm. Mm. What's your best? Origin selections. Have you got a, a beauty where you've like something's come out of nowhere and you've gone, oh wow, how's this happening? And you've chased it and got it. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. There have been so many different. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm turns. not. A, I'm not someone who really. I don't go that hard on the the team makeup. Mm. They're not really my sort of stories that I go for. So I don't really remember a, a massive like a. I mean, the biggest one I think in my memory was the Alfie Langer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, O-1, was it? Absolutely. That was, to me, that was the biggest sort of bombshell sort of selection was when they brought him brought him back from, from England. Yeah. From retirement or mm. not from, or from playing in England and mm. and he blitzed it. It was yep. a state secret, wasn't it, for about a week? Yeah, I, I actually Wayne think, um, I think Steve Crawley might have got that story back in that back in the day right. from memory. Well, that was just like a whoa. Yeah. Yeah, but that was huge. That, that was huge. huge. That was, to me, that was, if I think of selection stories, I think of that one. Mm. There's been some like there's been some fun um, origin selection stories in the past, like even going back to Aaron Raper sitting on the bench for the Blues. And, Wasn't fun for him. And no, exactly, yeah, and, and not getting a minute. Tommy forgot about him. Footy, yeah, Tommy forgot about him, and um, even to the point where Trent Hodkinson and Josh Reynolds being picked in the halves for the Blues and ultimately winning the series for the Blues. Yeah. They were left-field decisions at the time. Adam, it's funny. Like I think we were both up there together. Was it in Kingscliff last year? And 
we're watching the New South Wales props go down. Like yeah, all of that's it, like right. we're sitting there by they just had a recovery session at the pool and all of a sudden uh Freddie said, I oh, just walks past me and said, I oh, Jordan McLean's out. So what? What did you just yeah, say? Yeah. Oh, he's out. I'm looking around and going, is this, is this <laughs> yeah, happening? Yeah. Just, like, yeah. it just, it didn't, there was no, there was no, it was just, it's just passing comment. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't having a the question. by the pool and yeah, there but, you are. Yeah. That, and okay. Uh, so who, what's going to happen? Yeah. It was <laughs> well, like you were that. there, 100%. Yeah. It was yeah. like that, wasn't yeah. it, mate? And, and you know, to the Blues credit, they jumped on it straight away. They got Jordan in front of the and cameras. He was so teary, wasn't he? Was, he was. Oh. He was highly emotional. Mm. And they, they handled that situation really well, but it was like that. And the, that's where the Blues are at again this year, guys. They're, they're, they're really thin oh, in the forward pack. I'm, I'm worried. Mm. I'm worried. I'm worried about the form a lot of the players are in, and I'm worried about the, the depth in the forwards. Yeah. And I look at you were just rattling off the, the Queensland uh, yep. young guns uh, who are just full of running and full uh, who are fully fit. Mm. I'm thinking, how the hell are New South Wales favourites? Yep. Yeah, I, I don't get it. There's a lot of commentary about that. How they, how well, they're. I don't favorites. understand their how they're favourites, but the New South Wales pack isn't too bad, given the fact that there's a guy called Payne Haas. Payne Haas is there. Absolutely. But look, I think Payne but around Haas, that, yeah, he's I, probably the best prop in the game. Mm. But he hasn't dominated yet at Origin. No, he's no. he's been mm. good, but he hasn't torn the game apart. And that's what New South Wales are going to need him to absolutely yep. go forward. Yep. But there is so Jake Trebojevic comes back from injury this week too. So that yep. I think that's hugely significant mm. for the for Blues. Their depth. Yeah, Isaiah um, Yo is the best thirteen yep. going around. Yep. So I wouldn't swap him for anyone. Yep. Cam Murray, decent. Yep. It's that who's who else second row? Who else front row? You get about it. Frizzell. Yep. Frizzell. Yeah. Frizzell's definitely Again. in the frame. Yep. Uh, depth experience. Junior Borlai from Parramatta. Uh, I expect him to be there, but Parra have been struggling. Yep. You know, so that's that's concerning. Mm. Yeah, we go to the Roosters players. James Tedesco, have we seen him in this level of inconsistency with both at a Roosters level and his own form mm. going into an Origin series before? Mm. I, yeah, I definitely think we've got a lot of players who aren't playing their best. And the big one, obviously, is Turbo, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't pick him, Dan. I couldn't pick him. So you pick Campbell Graham? Campbell Graham, yeah. Chuck him on the wing. Turbo. Mm. Everything well, I about- agree with Wade Graham, who was here yeah. early in the week. He, he yeah, said I don't. I, I just think wingers today coming, they come out of that back end full of gusto, almost Brian Toll like, mm. and you need power. And I'm not seeing any power from Tommy at the moment. You need aggression, and and, and that kick return is so important in Origin, mm. where you're scrambling for every meter. I don't know if wings the spot for me. Teddy Teddy came out and said the other day um, that he'd pick a, an eighty percent turbo. Yeah, well, that's how that's that's a sign of respect for him. Yeah, but I, I don't. Is he eighty percent? Can't be eighty percent in Origin. Mm, the no, way Britain. Is he eighty percent at the moment? Well, Britain Accord went past him the other day. They they weren't caveat good. there. He did re- three repeat. He was gassed. What cons- he was up in the line. He was gassed. Yeah, but what, this is the manly man's. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what concerns me about that, and we've seen it a couple of times now with Tommy, he goes to go mm. and does chase, but he's giving up on the chase. Yeah, he doesn't trust his body yet. Yeah. Yet. Okay, so you want him to play Origin on the wing? Yeah, why not? But he doesn't trust his body. I I have to see If he's 100%. Him, I have to see him do something miraculous this week. Yeah. yeah. No? I mean, like, he's got to do something. Oh, he'd have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, really, yeah, game-changing. Hey, Dave, you brought up Tedesco. It leads beautifully into the Roosters and this whole story about the Dragons as well. It all folds in together. Um, 
Danny, you're, you've got uh, Nick Pilatus on speed dial over there. <laughs> what is happening at the Roosters? That was – remember I said it last week? You went, oh, they, they have a great roster. And I went, really? Great? And then kind of feel good about myself when Penrith put about 80 on them. But seriously, things can't be all that well in those four walls. Well, you want to start with the Ryle stuff or about wanting to – Well, is it all linked in well, some way? Because then, are, then are the story things, goes, Are things well at the Roosters? No. Clearly not. Um, they they can barely score a try. And that's – now, this is from a – I still think they've got a fantastic roster. So something's not working. I still don't. <laughs> they've got a lot of distractions, don't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. They've got the Suali'i distraction. I'm still not convinced he'll be there next year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not convinced. Mm. Are you? No. Yeah, I, I still think that's a – that's up in the air. Brandon Smith. I think you were the first one to come out, David, and, and sort of have a bit of a, a critical appraisal of what he's done. Well, the word out of the Roosters is they are concerned about that purchase, genuinely concerned, mm-hmm. um, because he's not giving them the service they need. And that then puts pressure on the halves who have been chopped and changed now. They've got the Sam Walker situation. They've got in the background the Jason Ryle situation. Who are they? They're now saying, "We're happy for you to go." You know, at the end of the year, just just go um, because we're not. We realise you're got going. Contract at the track and sorted. Well, it's <laughs> if he doesn't, you might have to go down to the storm. Yeah. Mm. So I, I just think that they're not happy with that extra distraction. I think they'd like to bring in. You know, they've got people like Morris Cordner, these Matt, sort of guys, Matt friend. King. Back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on Ryle, sorry, just quickly. Mm. The, does the Ryle situation and the way that they've reacted to that, is that in any way linked to your belief about Suali'i going at the end of the year? Yes. Like, go, you're a distraction? Yes. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. And don't forget they also had to deal with the Angus Crichton yes. situation to start the season as Out well. Out of their hands, though. That was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But as a footy club, they've had to deal with that yeah. and, 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 and help guide Angus back onto the footy field. And he was always going to be a slow burn once he did come back. So there's been all these these major issues that the Roosters have had to deal with in where in the past they haven't had – their culture is so strong yeah. that they keep things in-house so well that they haven't had to deal with public issues like they are currently. That's what I was going to ask to both of you. It, all clubs are different when times get a little tough mm. and there's two ways – two big ways of going about it is everything just bunkers down and it's impossible to get any kind of information about them – out of the joint apart from when they do the odd press conference here and there, which is mandatory, or little leaks start happening left, right and centre. Mm. What's the Roosters like in that regard? Depends on the situation. Like they, they can keep a secret. Witness the Cronk grand final <laughs> stuff. You know, that, that was a great secret mm. they kept, you know, up until the very end almost. We had choppers up watching them train and whatever I else. I was up in a chopper. Were you? Were you? Yeah. How'd I was you, over the what, top of what did you? What did you have to exclusively report Get from the, the chopper? chopper. <laughs> well, I had Cronk out. <laughs> <laughs> that, how much did the chopper cost? <laughs> that's how good the secret was. Yeah, like, yeah. they were enormous. Like, it was unreal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they <laughs> he can. didn't train that captain's run. That was the final run of the week. And was I, you could see him from from the chopper. So you're exclusively reporting. Cooper Cronk. Well, I out. sat on the fence a bit there one, Dan. You never know with the Roosters. You never know. So, Didn't declare it. Yeah. So I think that I think there are things like that they can keep. But they've had a few things have been getting out this year, haven't they? So just depends on your contacts at the club, doesn't it? I mean, like 
I don't think there'd be there wouldn't be many secrets that Riccio wouldn't know at the Sharks. He'd he'd be across or Canberra, evidently. Yeah, or oh, Canberra. Hey, we're you, the, you, we're in the business of breaking the, news. You are the deputy chairman behind Buzz at that club. <laughs> the okay, it goes Rothfield, Riccio. Yeah, are sure. you going to oust him at some point? Take over. A power play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. See you, Buzz. Yeah. With um, speaking of leaks and things like that, the Dragons. Mm. Uh, so we know now that Anthony Griffin was sacked. It was just – I actually felt for the guy because for the last four or five weeks it was not a question of if but when. <laughs> like as much as he might have an impregnable mentality about what the outside world thinks of him, it, it, it surely infiltrates his mind somehow. So hopefully he's doing okay off the back of, mm. of being sacked. But the Dragons now, do, do you get the feeling they know – what they want and how to go about it, or are they still up in the air? I a think bit? they're stumbling towards their solution, mm. and I mean that honestly. Like I just, I, I do. Two weeks ago, I went down to the Dragons press conference with Anthony Griffin, and I actually asked him, "Do you feel like you've been hung out to dry here by a management and board who can't make a decision?" Because that's mm. ultimately what was happening. He was just left out there to run the team, while back in the in the background, they're they're running around trying to come up with a call that takes them, what, close to four to five months to decide who they want their coach to be next year. Yep. I thought it was farcical and still think it is farcical that they're in this situation where they've, they've sacked their coach without a ready re- replacement. There's no strategy around it whatsoever. And to the point, well, what if Jason doesn't – what if this falls over at the final hurdle? It's not a done deal. Well, not not just – okay, what if it falls over with Riles, okay? Because mm. he, he goes and looks under the bonnet. He goes, oh, I don't like the look of that. Mm. I don't like that mess I'm seeing. How do you put that engine back together? Then they go, okay, well, our next port of call, Ben Horn- oh, Ben Hornby, okay. Oh, Hornby's got the same manager as as Riles. Mm. There's a manager say, okay, uh, Ben, well, this is what's under the bonnet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason Riles oh, yeah. didn't like it. Yeah. Do you want to – how about you try and drive that car? Yeah, yeah. But – Look, I think they are going hard for Riles, but Riles will want things on his terms. So he, he should. He needs all the support he can get for yeah, gig. Not just support. He'll want to. I think he'll want to rebuild mm. um, because I think the Dragons need a rebuild. Um, They're I not think, that far off. It's not a total knockdown. No, oh, look, it's I think, more a renovation. I think surely. they've got. What yeah. are you looking at? Are you looking at the roster? Yeah. No. Well, you you got to look deeper. This yeah, I, is, think, I think the roster's not a. Total, what do you call a total knockdown? It, it yeah. needs a bit of tinkering. Yeah, they've got some people in the right positions, but I think elsewhere they need to fix things. Foundations up. of the club, uh, bringing that club together, bringing their fan base together. Yeah, um, but that comes through results. Y- yes, yes, but this is a joint venture. Well, Riles ain't going to fix the board structure. No, but I think he. Can, I think where he's got to get things in place is well, well, what about head, head of football? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Recruitment. Recruitment. Uh, I keep coming back to the word strategy. There's no strategy. At board level, they don't have the footy now. Only Ben Cray, who I have great respect for, mm. is a lone soldier as far as that footy now is concerned. And then at management level, there's just none. Yeah. Ryan Webb comes from an AFL background, the CEO. And and yes, he's getting there to a point, but they just don't have the, the heavy lifters, the power players like rival clubs. Do you think there'll be some changes in management? I, I think there's a chance of that. Yeah, in, in football operations. Well, yeah, Reed's going to yeah. get his wishes in here with Richo. He put him up for the job in a big yeah, yeah. thousand I word. Uh, I don't know. if it's going to happen. Thousand word yeah. press release. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, it was yeah. a good press release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
Oh, certainly Richo's had discussions with the Dragons. Shane Richardson, by the way. Yeah, yeah he. Uh, but whether he gets it, I don't know. You know? Mm. Uh, again, that'll be Jason Riles' influence. The distinct feeling I get is there's not an appetite for Shane Richardson. Okay. And I don't know why, um, but and I could be wrong, but that's the feeling I, as, as we're speaking now, that's the feeling I was getting. They may have to go look somewhere else. Mm. I don't, I don't mm. know. I don't know. But um, I think that they, they need the Riles thing to happen. Mm. I really feel like they need that to happen. Hey, guys, quick one on the World Cup. So France, oh, what a rip-off. You don't get to go to France. I was actually looking mm. forward to that. Yeah. Were you going to go? I was hoping. Okay. Yeah, they've got better budgets. Please. Hey. Ricky, were you going to go? Uh, no, this is the bloke. He's, he's up no. in helicopters over <laughs> stadiums. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> uh, would have loved to have gone. However, got my eye on the Olympics, to be fair. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Which, well, that's definitely which is in be. Paris. They're putty. Yep. Um, part, of, part of the contract. So they're throwing up ideas like America. Maybe they can have it in Vegas. Yeah. What else? New Zealand. Dan, are we going to get to Vegas? What are you oh, hearing? I, are I, they back oh, yet? Okay, so they're back yeah, and they're, they're confident. Yeah. I think the big thing is whether they can get this stadium because the NFL have got rights on the stadium two weeks before the Super Bowl and two weeks after it. And they want to play in that two-week after period. So they've got to have to do a bit of negotiating. Is that where the Super Bowl is next year? In, yeah, I didn't it's, realize. Yeah, yeah, it's Vegas, mm. yeah, as far as I'm aware. That's how it's been explained to me, that that's the issue. So if they can sort that out, I think that's a big big leap down the path to uh, Riccio being in a jumpsuit. Um, Wowzers. <laughs> With a face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> With, um, just on that, there's a big chance for Rugby League to potentially have an involvement in the NFL Super Bowl halftime show. As well, okay. Tina Turner out there and singing <laughs> simply the best. Good. I'd like to see that. Yeah. How old's Tina Turner? Yeah, she's still she's still going. She's going good. Yeah, I saw a doco on her. It was great. It's fantastic. We digress. <laughs> so hopefully that happens, Vegas. But rugby league World Cup Qatar is an option. Smash them like Qatar. Oh, you were there. I was there. Is that going to work? When I think of Qatar, do I think of rugby league? <laughs> No. <laughs> um, when the, weren't they going to buy the Dragons at one point? Yes. Manly? Yeah. Manly yeah, that, as well? Yeah. Manly or the Dragons? It, that, that chic. <laughs> that chic. That, rich, that narrows it down. That rich it does chic. not narrow it down. <laughs> no, that, that was a very influential. No, no, no. I'm trying to get, I'm, going, I'm getting his name. It's coming to me. Wow. About 1,200 of them over there. <laughs> yeah. All in Thobes, all in the latest model Land Cruisers. They love their Land Cruisers over yeah, there right. as well. But in all seriousness, the stadiums, yes, there's a stack of stadiums there, like 10,000, 15,000 seater stadiums, all the way up to an 88,000 seater mm. stadium. I can't imagine the Qataris filling that to watch Cook Islands go around yeah. against Italy. Mm. But stranger things have happened. <laughs> but the big thing is the the downtime. It's hard to fill in your downtime. Right. She's pretty barren there. Yeah. Let's okay. be honest. And beer you can get. But in very select joints, and it's twenty five dollars a pint. Mm. I reckon I'd like it there. <laughs> you don't drink. <laughs> you I don't drink. Is it hot? Uh, Constantly. About, when would they have it? October, November. Yeah. Uh, November. Yes. Yeah, you're looking about thirty five degrees. Yeah, not for me. No, that's, that's no. Not yeah. for me. What's the column on Sunday? Not for me. It's a no to Qatar. However, money talks, oh, and they've got more loudly. money than anyone. Yeah, so, money talks all languages. That's right. Yeah, you know in Qatar that if if you're bought, if you're a local Qatari, you get your education, healthcare. You don't have to pay tax. If you marry another local Qatari, you get a hundred thousand dollars for marrying wow. as well, and you get a job for life, and you can retire at fifty. Yeah, good. They got it sorted. We, on the other hand, no. don't. <laughs> 
I'm 54. I'm gone. Anyway. <laughs> Indigenous round just quickly as well this weekend. Yeah, I, so, yeah. I want to give a wrap to the clubs and the NRL. I mean, I think the NRL does it so well. The clubs do it really well. I've just been I've been around to a few clubs this week, and just the way I was down at Souths when um, Latrell spoke. He, he spoke so well, mm. uh, and what it means to the players and the way they, it is embraced. And I was at the Bulldogs the other day and um, Josh had O'Carr again the same and the whole team gets into I, I'm just really impressed with how the NRL and clubs are doing this. I think mm. it's it's so good to see. I think rugby league does it better than any other sport. So, mm. yeah. AFL do it pretty well. I think AFL got theirs this weekend, but you're right. And, yeah. and it feels like the Indigenous rep- representation in rugby league is as big as it's ever been. Yeah. And appreciated yep. as it's ever been as well. We do a jo- do a good job of whacking the NRL yep. when they deserve it, but this one's a beauty. Yep. Like it's mm. honestly, they've nailed it. They're getting so many these theme rounds so right, mm. so well. Uh, I can only <coughs> excuse me echo Danny's sentiments. Like it's every club focuses so hard on what it means for their the indigenous players in their in their club mm. in their footy team. Um, and then their wider community. They're mm. doing so much work about uh, creating change. Creating change is the biggest factor in, in this Indigenous round. When you talk to the, the key individuals like Nico Hines and Luttrell, it's it's wanting to make change for the better. It's, it's, it is sensational. Dave Riccio, Danny Wadler, have a good weekend, gents. Thank, Thank you. you mate. Enjoy your footy, everyone. That was Footy Talk, Journos Edition. Yeah.